are recording live on the drive home from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's... What was today's taping? It was just a regular taping. Just a regular taping with the PP3 qualifying matches? Uh, the start of the tournament. The start of the tournament. This is Jay Cal, and along with me is Big Dog Daryl. Daryl, what's going on, brother? Ed, just chilling. I put on the radio voice because, you know on the radio, kind of. This is a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. You can follow us at the Alliance blog, and that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, did I say that already? Twitch, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and and uh, Daryl, if, if someone wants to follow you, how can they follow you, man? Well, uh- do they still use tout? No, I think... Do you still have your vine going? Uh, well... Not the one they could contact me on, no, but if this is my wife, hon, I'll give you the vine when I get home. Oh. So, <laughs> a historic night at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We saw, uh, a lot, well, for me, a lot of new names. Daryl, there were a lot of guys that I'd never even seen before. Yeah, I've kept up with um, the TV thanks, you know, thanks to Fight and the fact that, well like I say, I have the time at work to where I'm able to watch the show um, but yeah, there were um, new faces tonight and some returns like Mikey O'Shea I, I miss that dude yeah, uh, Mikey O'Shea, number, number one uh, the last time I saw him in a championship wrestling from Hollywood ring was over five years ago when he was feuding with Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce, and they had the cage match, and you know I think Mikey won that, but Pierce pretty much knocked him knocked him out of Hollywood after that. I think he melted his face with a fireball, or wrapped it with a steel chair. I'm not sure. I think there was a fireball involved. All right, well, more after this. All right, here we go. And now we're back from the break. Uh, so we were at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and like we said, the return of Mikey O'Shea, the Irish juggernaut. And uh, although he was not successful in tonight's efforts, it was great to see him back in the ring. Uh, we saw... The remnants, the leftovers. Um, I'm not sure what they call them in Hollywood, but Ray Rosas and Uptown Andy Brown both advancing in the uh, PP3 Cup tournament. Saw that the I know it's not the debut, but the Wolf Sandies uh, they've been teaming all over Southern California. Is it Wolf Daddies or Wolf Sandies? Well, we were calling them the Wolf Daddies, so I'm not sure. Okay. I thought it was, I thought, I think it's Sandy's, but it could be Wolf Daddy's. Either way, um, great tag team. What did you think of, I mean, they had two matches tonight. What did you think of it? Well, they, they looked real good out there. I mean, the the thing is, is that with um, Bad Dude Tito, he pretty much did everything he could possibly do as a singles. So, you know, he went away for a while. And Jay, you know, the... 
originally the Rancheros, Rocky. you know, didn't didn't work out. So Rocky. then he was the singles, you know, Rogelio. Rogelio. And you know, you girl can only go so far with that. So it's almost seemed like you know, almost like fresh faces. You know, almost. It's a thing Jim Cornette says they can't miss you until you go away. I, I believe type that. deal, and that's how I felt like with you know seeing Tito for the first time in a while. Yeah, and he hasn't missed a beat either. This still looks really good, and uh, you know Che looks great, man. That I remember Trey, uh, Trey, no, not Trey. I remember Che when he was wrestling as Head. Remember that? Yeah, I remember Back when he first came. Kid, yeah, the first Mendel came out. Studios. Yeah, and uh, I mean that dude is. It's had a transformation, not only in appearance, but style of wrestling. He went from almost like a junior heavyweight style wrestler to legitimate heavyweight. And uh, I don't know, I, I thought both of those guys looked really good tonight. And uh, I'd like to see what the future holds for them. I mean, two big wins here in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Maybe that sets them in line for a United Wrestling Network tag team title. Which, there's no Ryan Taylor tonight. Yeah, that, that was disappointing. That's the one, you know, I admit it, you know, I don't go out of my way, you know, to like, you know, brag about the guy and, you know, but when I get a moment or whatever, I make it clear, like, we're Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Ryan Taylor's my guy. Ryan Taylor has that unique grappling style that you don't see much from other people, which makes him stand out. And... You know, uh, even when, I don't know if it was the NWA that tweeted, like, okay, what face did you want to see or something like that. Somebody tweeted it, and I said, Ryan Taylor. Yes. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because we did have a couple of uh, NWA regulars here tonight. They're also Hollywood regulars. Ryan Taylor, to me, is a guy that I don't know why. It feels like the entire world is sleeping on how talented he is. He's not only is he a great technician, the dude's got a great body, great look. Um, I, I don't know why he isn't wrestling everywhere. In, in the same vein of somebody that was like a Rocky Romero or a Scorpio Sky, I think Ryan Taylor is one of these guys. Like, why? Why isn't he signed yet? What you know? MLW, NWA, AEW, WWF, WWE, NXT, New Japan. You know? How can he not be? wrestling with a contract right the only thing I can think of with that is that he is so humble that he doesn't you know really put himself out there like I know there was a couple times some people tweeted about like how good he was and he instead of like him going with it and being like you know thank you I appreciate it or whatever he went out of his way to say no these people are better than me yeah you know, I still got a quite a ways to go. You know, he kind of downplayed himself to put others over, which, you know, is... That's right. It's a nice thing to do, but at the same time, you kind of, you know, lowered your brand saying, no, look at these people before me. Yeah. So, that's the only thing, you know, that I think Ryan did to not get himself noticed as much is that he doesn't feel like he's at that level even though people like me you know I'm like well I think you are at that level yeah you know for me uh, being a 
longtime championship wrestler from Hollywood guy. There's like four guys uh, here currently who I'm going to go out of my way to watch them wherever they go. Uh, Ryan Taylor's right up there on that list. Johnny Goodtime is another guy that's on that list. Chris Bay, for me, I really enjoy Chris Bay. And, uh, of course, Royce Isaacs, who we did see tonight. Royce uh, didn't have such a good night. I don't want to give out any spoilers, but let's just say uh, suitcase is a little bit lighter going on the way home tonight. Um, but it looks like he had a good time in the parking lot, so we'll move right along. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't kayfabe the parking lot. <laughs> cash money. Um, hope you didn't get a parking ticket like I did. Uh, thanks a lot, Port Wainimi. Fuck tarts. Sorry, that's that's inappropriate. Do we want to do a GoFundMe for the parking ticket? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Chip in fifty. What was it? Fifty-three dollars. Fifty-three dollars. Chip in like but fifty cent. They you send them an alliance pin. Yeah, if you Venmo me uh, fifty-three dollars, I'll send you a T-shirt. It might be slightly worn, but I'll send you a T-shirt. <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, you brought up a great question off air, and. Because I am an NWA-themed uh, website, podcast, whatever, let's go ahead and dr- address what you were talking about, and that is the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, the question you proposed to me before we started was, did the NWA, is, excuse me, is the NWA reborn, or have they always been here? And uh, we, we should have probably discussed this a little bit more off the air, but what are your thoughts on the NWA? Okay, well, the reason I brought this up to you is because you are a, since I've known you, a lifetime National Wrestling Alliance supporter. Okay, you are the type of guy, in football terms, you're the guy that's going to be in the arena when the arena, you know... When the team ain't selling tickets, you're going to be the one guy with the season pass in the arena. That's fair. That's a fair... uh... Me, I am more of a casual wrestling viewer where if you weren't on TV and I didn't have access to you, I don't know you exist. I was like that pretty much growing up until um, I was aware through a friend of mine of the championship wrestling from Hollywood um, reboot or relaunch where it was going to be on KDOC not the original showcase Um, wait just just for clarification Santa Ana not Glendale that's your initial or excuse me not um, uh, not the studio uh, CBS studios no not the CBS studios Okay. the original Santa Ana theater Galaxy theater Okay, then, then it was um, what was the, then what was the one in Hollywood? So, so the the progression, the first NWA TV tapings out here were the NWA Pro Wrestling TV tapings, and those uh, were kind of a mishmash of just like arena shows and other like other wrestling events, and they did some tapings in San Bernardino, and then they did an NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood pilot. There's a massage parlor. You should have stopped. Um, a championship wrestling from Hollywood pilot that was shot at the Columbia Square Studios, and they did about uh, they they did a couple episodes there, and then they did an NWA showcase show there. 
and then they took like a three-year hiatus, maybe even maybe even longer, and then we got the NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood uh, in Santa Ana at the Galaxy Theater. They went from the Galaxy Theater out to Glendale. No. No, then they actually went to Hollywood. They were actually in Hollywood. At that I, theater, which the, I thought was the Galaxy Theater. The, no, that, that was the Regent Showcase Theater. Okay. And then they went to... Glendale Studio. Well, first it was the Univer- the Glendale uh, Satellite Studio, then the Glendale Studio. Then they lost their home, and they were taping just like uh, at different various Yeah, venues. I remember that one casino. There was were at. the Bicycle Casino in... in uh, Commerce, and then they were uh, they were at this uh, building in Anaheim, like a wreck building. And then that was the first uh, red carpet rumble. Yeah, yeah. Which friend of the show, Kevin Douglas, was on. I just had to say that. I think I'm contractually obligated to mention Kevin Douglas whenever. This I is Martin. Yeah. I remember you, Kev. Uh, and then we went to uh, out here in Port Wyneme, where they've been for like the last six years, I think. Uh, Ocean View Pavilion, and of course, by the time they got out here to Ocean View, uh, the Ocean View Pavilion, Fort Wayne, they were no longer affiliated with the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, so now that we got that clarification, <laughs> uh, I went ahead and, like I said, I the only known existence of the NWA for me. Well, let me give you my background where I grew up watching WWF. I watched Superstars and Wrestling Challenge every Saturday at noon on KTTV Fox 11 out here in LA. And I didn't have access to cable until maybe like 19... 1991 and I just happened to find WCW by accident flipping through channels one day and because I was a kid I didn't understand the difference between Eastern Standard Time and you know Pacific Time so when they say 6.05 and I tune in at 6.05 some movie is on or some (laughs) baseball game damn Braves so I never it never clicked with me. I never got to start watching WCW on a regular basis until maybe like 1992. Cause I just, the time thing never caught on. I just happened, I just happened to be flipping channels and then that's where it, where it is. And I remember specifically it was a clip of the bash right after Luger, um, Flair left where we're showing Luger beating Wyndham with Harley race oh, yeah. throwing the chair in. Oh yeah. So that's a good time. So, um, and then, after that, I got exposure to the technically still WCW, but they were still going by the NWA through um, tapes at my local Blockbuster, Nice. where I saw, uh, I remember from there, it was the Great American Bash 89, Halloween Havoc 89, Starcade 89, which basically made me a fan of NWA in 1989. Yeah. Um, Wild Thing 90. So, and then later on, um, 
I went back even further and saw like the Great American Bash '87 tour with the first two War Games matches. There you go. That two-hour tape. Um, so I knew a little bit of it, but I still associated it with WCW. Right. And I even watched it in '92, where they brought back the NWA World Heavyweight Title. They brought now a little footnote here was at the time. I did read, I started reading um, the Aftermags. Sure. So that's when I was somewhat exposed. Like, I knew who Ric Flair was. Even though I never saw a Ric Flair match, I knew who Ric Flair was. And when Bobby Heaton showed up on WF television with that title, I knew what that title was from the Aftermags that, um, I saw, but let's be honest, I was a kid, I mostly looked at the pictures. I didn't really read the articles. Were you looking for Missy Hyatt photos? Eh, Missy wasn't that hot to me. What? That's another story. That's another story. Yeah, Missy wasn't that hot to me. Alright. But, anyways, even in 92, when they brought back the NWA... I was just confused because I always knew it was WCW. That's yeah. what I always associated with. So now it's like the NWA, and now they have two world titles, and now they have it's the same tag title, but now they have just two different belts. It was just very confusing for me as as a kid sure. until you know I just know happened to notice one day that okay they still have two titles, but they're not calling it NWA. Way anymore. It's now WCW International, or yeah. they stop. They just stopped calling it the Unified Titles or whatever, and blah blah blah. Until I got older, got had access to the internet, and actually brushed up on some of this history, which made me finally understand. Oh, okay, this is what this is. And then uh, the brief time I saw it in the WWF. That little NWA, <laughs> and yeah, that I can't even call that an invasion. That was an angle. Yes, it was. Because the last this time, time you actually got the year right. This time I did some research. Yeah, and don't worry, folks. I'm not rambling on. I'm getting to a point. But again, this is me as a casual viewer, where I see this and I'm like, okay, and then it went away. You know, that didn't last long, and I knew nothing about the NWA until I see, what is it, a couple years later, um, TNA pops up with that NWA TNA. Yes, sir. For a bit, and I'm like, okay. World's and most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, first TNA NWA world champion. Yeah, until, you know, um, whatever happened, happened with, you know, with them. There's two sides to every story, but I think Dixie's lying. (laughs) And that went away, and it's now, like, just strictly TNA. And so it wasn't until I started um, attending the NWA tapings with, um, by Dave Marquez, the the championship wrestler from Hollywood that we know now, that it would eventually evolve into what we know now. The fact is, is that, and also through 
um, WWE at that time had that 24-7 channel. This was pre-network. Yeah. That 24-7 channel where they would have, like, these roundtable discussions, you know, with um, discussing things, including, like, NWA history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you would hear about it in the WWE DVDs to say pretty much own the footage and everything now. Right. And so that gets me to my point. With the knowledge that I have, again, as a casual viewer, especially now with the reboot or whatever you want to call it under Billy Corgan, people have kept, have kept saying the NWA is back. The NWA is back. Right. But then you get the people that have had some affiliation with it for so long say, oh, we never went away. We just started celebrating, like, you know, we just celebrated our 70th year. Yeah. Okay. And I've heard you say in the past, like, okay, well, you know, WCW was gone. ECW was gone. Promotions are gone left and right. The NWA never went away. I think to make that statement is kind of apples and oranges because the thing is is that the NWA was never one promotion the NWA was never one thing the NWA was always a governing body the NWA was always a license dating all the way back you know to the beginning of wrestling time. That's what it always was. In the 1980s, you know, Starcade, that even though that was under the NWA banner, that was really Jim Crockett promotions. Right. It wasn't the quote unquote NWA. And you know, even to modify this in TNA. That was TNA. That was total nonstop action. That right. was not the in, quote unquote NWA. Correct. Even with Dave, it wasn't. That was Dave Marquez running his own thing. Right. Not necessarily the NWA. So, WCW, despite all the Turner crap, it was one promotion. ECW was one promotion. The NWA was never a singular promotion until now. The NWA always had an affiliation with somebody else. And my two cents is that (coughs) it was always somebody else that used the NWA history and its lineage of, of back then when it was the dominant figure before the World Wrestling Federation did their global expansion. People always go back to that lineage when they need help establishing their new thing because they can automatically link themselves to that history. Right. WWF did it when they wanted to, in my opinion, and others have said it, when they want to go ahead and kind of try to discredit WCW, but WCW always saying, oh, our title dates back to 1905 and 
WCW still tried to use the NWA heritage. Yeah. And here comes WWF with the real NWA, quote unquote. Yep. Saying like, nope, this is the heritage. Not what you guys are spitting. Right. Your title was only started up less than 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 years ago. Right. Right. TNA did that where they wanted to automatically link all their heritage and link all their you know to have so therefore it would make sense for them to have legends on it it would make sense for you know what I mean to, to add instant credibility absolutely during the during the dark days which even commentators and talent themselves have called of New Japan linked up using the NWA and having their title defended. Even, hell, this is Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Yeah. And the NWA title was defended at, at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. in the past. Yeah. But that was pre, the pre-blow up with, you know, with um, the, the Ring of Honor Association and Bullet Club and everything like that. Right. And I would say that even predated the Bullet Club, like, North American expansion, like yes. In New yeah, Japan. I would, I would definitely say that. I was trying to, you know, tiptoe around it because the Bullet Club got, you know, was popular in Japan, but right. it wasn't until AJ Styles joined the group, yep. fresh off his TNA run, yep. and Ring of Honor started booking these guys at the same time. Yes, that the global expansion, had, you know, kaboom, right, so to speak. But print, but the NWA was pre, you know, short time, but pre that. Yes. With them. And you could even make the case that uh, th- that was the second time that the NWA World Title became a fixture in New Japan, because the, the time shortly after WCW withdrew from the NWA, that's where the NWA title went. Masahiro Chono. The yeah, Buddha. the yeah the G1 tournament that WCW. Rick Rude. Yeah, and the whole Rick Rude thing. Yep. Which, again, I watched this in 92 when I was a kid, and I'm not understanding it because they're trying to, they didn't fully explain it or tiptoe around, you know, they're trying to tiptoe around it. Right. So to speak. Where it was, now I know as an adult and watching New Japan, okay, that was the G1 tournament. Right. And WCW like, oh, that's the NWA World Title Tournament. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, it's a World Title Tournament, but I don't know who the hell is in it. And then Masa Chono shows up, and I'm like, who is this? Bunch of Japanese dudes you never heard of. Yeah, outside of Muda from watching the old tapes. In, uh, I think, Hiroshi Sasaki, I think that's the guy. I can't remember. My brain is not what it used to be. I remember he had worked some uh, w- WCW shows. It was, yeah, it was the, um, like, they would occasionally bring them in. Like, they had, like, that yeah. that star, that one star key that had the tag tournament. Yes. Um the Great American Bash had the tag, had the NWA tag t- title tournament. Right. And of course, I mean, hell, he just, you know, thir- he retired this weekend, but Jushin Liger back in 91 with Pillman. Yep. Barnburner. Yeah, but that's, that's my case is that, okay, and also to further back this up, it's like, okay, why is it Every promo I have ever heard in regards to the NWA championship 
when people start going to their heritage, they go from the 80s and back. Right. I never hear champions from the 90s, the 2000s, or this past decade that just ended, the 2010s, mentioned in these promos. The only 2010 champion I hear acknowledged outside of Nick Aldis himself is Colt Cabana, but that's just because Colt Cabana just happened to be wrestling on the NWA show now. Yes. So they refer to it, but past that, at any promo from the champions, when they have this major spotlight on them, from Cody to Mr. Aldis himself, Yes. don't hear these names that were around post-Flair. I I, I do want to say, I think, be mistaken. I think I remember Aldis acknowledging AJ Styles as an NWA World Champion. I think he acknowledged Sting as an NWA World Champion. And um, but you're right. No, I mean you bring up a great point. The 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 90s, 2000s, 2010s mostly are abstinent from that list of former NWA world champions and if I could just jump in on this point I think I think the reason why is because Ric Flair Rick Steamboat Harley Race Dusty Rhodes are larger than life they carry a legacy that cannot be matched today it just you just can't do it not even the WWE World's Heavyweight Champion can carry the same cachet that Ric Flair and the 10 pounds of gold had going up and down the Mid-Atlantic, flying out from Georgia, flying to, to North Carolina, flying to you know New Jersey, wrestling in Chicago. It just doesn't carry the same cachet. I don't, and I think that's why you don't hear it mentioned in the same breath when, although Adam Pierce by my definition, was probably the measuring stick of what a world's heavyweight champion should be for not just the NWA, but any wrestling promotion. You, you got to remember, Pierce didn't have the backing of a huge office to make his title defenses. He had to go out there and work for those matches, where AJ Styles relied on, you know, Jeff Jarrett and the, and the Impact to get him matches in Korea or to get his matches you know, weekly on pay-per-view. That was Adam Pierce's hustle. You know what I mean? So they don't they don't mention Adam Pierce, but they should. Um, they don't mention Blue Demon Jr., but they should. And I think it's a big misconception thinking that, well, you know, modern wrestling fans today, they don't really know who Adam Pierce is or who Rob Conway was or who um, you know Rapata, or and, and I mean, and a perfectly good name would be somebody like Sabu, but no one wants to talk about Sabu, or no one wants to bring up Christian Cage or Rhino. But all of these guys added some sort of legitimacy. I mean, geez, Hashimoto, Dan the Beast Severn, uh, why wouldn't you mention these guys? But they just didn't carry the same cachet that Ric Flair had. get that but it still goes back to my point where it's like okay so 
it's that old phrase where if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, does it make a sound? And you can say, yeah, but I'm like, how do you know? Nobody's there to hear it. Right. That's how the NWA pretty much has been for the past close to three decades outside of those small periods where they were on a, you know, they were associated with another national company like TNA or WCW or again the brief three or four months whatever it was with the WWF sure outside of that they were pretty much non-existent on a national level for people like myself who you know hey I have to go out of my way heavily to follow. So that's my whole debate with the whole the NWA never really went away and the NWA is back. I think honestly, if you're a hardcore fan, yeah, it never technically went away. But for the average viewer, now that they've actually put themselves in a position to be noticed on their own, instead of it being, it's just TNA with NWA belts, then yeah, it's the NWA is back. I think... It, credibility lends itself to both statements depending on who you're at, but it's not just one or it's not just the other. And people, you know, that are quick to correct, like, oh, we never went away. It's like, well, then where the hell have you been? And, and I think, and, and, and here's where it's going to get a little confusing. You're right, because you're comparing apples to oranges. And this is where, I'm sorry, but I might eviscerate this a whole argument. This weekend, New Japan had the biggest show in its company, right? Right? Biggest show, Wrestle Kingdom. It's the biggest show of the year. I, I do think they do like two or three shows this, this whole weekend. This is the first time they've done two separate nights. Okay. This is the biggest wrestling event in Japan. It's the second biggest wrestling event maybe in the world. Right? Just because I don't watch... New Japan on Axis, not that, that, not that that's a thing anymore, but because I didn't watch it doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? To the point you said, if a tree falls in the woods and I'm not here there to hear it, did you make a sound? Well, no. But you didn't have to be there to hear it. Other people were there. The NWA has, since 1948, right? is that right? 48, yeah. Has been the largest wrestling sanctioning body and that has never changed. That has not changed since 1948 to now. And you want to know why I know this? Because the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship was defended in China on a championship wrestling from Hollywood TV show. That the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship was defended in a House of Hardcore show in Australia. Because the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship was defended in freaking CZW, New Jersey. The NWA world title has always been a traveling championship. 
That's why we say you, you were right when you said that the NWA has always been backed up as a with a license or a member or some sort of associate or affiliate. Correct, and that's still happening today. Hell, uh, just a few weeks ago, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship was defended in Minnesota at the Modus Brewery uh, with a in, in conjunction with um, Ken uh, Ken Anderson Wrestling School. And it's going to be defended in Manitoba, Canada, I think next month, as part of this big uh, casino show. Although Billy Corgan has propped up an NWA wrestling promotion, it is still a sanctioning title that is a traveling championship. That's why it could be defended in the WWE, and it wouldn't break any commitments. That's why it was able to be defended at All In, or Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, or Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor or or MLW. I mean, who's to say that that can't happen? Who's to say right now, Nick Aldis, who's to say he couldn't show up in New Japan or All Japan or Pro Wrestling Noah or any number of wrestling promotions in the UK? There's nothing preventing that because outside of not wanting to work with Impact, the NWA is open for business, baby. That belt, that champion, they can go anywhere they want to, including the WWE. And I, like I, I joke around about it on Twitter, and I say it all the time. I 100% would pay to see Triple H versus Nick Aldis for the 10 pounds of gold at an NXT Takeover. It doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. It doesn't have to be at the Royal Rumble. Hell, it could be in the NXT UK Takeover. The NWA has always been a sanctioning body. Period. And whether it was, you know, the Mid South or. Jim Crockett Promotions, or you know, uh, world class, world class. Hell, like you know, people often think like, oh, well, then when WCW withdrew from the NWA, the NWA was nothing. No, 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 no. In '94, there was an NWA in Dallas that was by the Crockett family. It was by Jim Crockett Promotions. It just didn't go by that name. It was NWA Dallas. There was uh, in Portland. Don Owens was promoting the NWA out there with, with Scotty the Body, also known as Raven. Uh, the NWA was out in New Jersey with, um, oh, God help me, uh, Dennis Corluzzo. It went back in Florida with Howard Brody, and it was being defended in Japan uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, like we, we mentioned earlier. And that title never ceased to exist. So when WCW withdrew, and then they had the tournament, and Shane Douglas won the, the they went from the, you know, the, the gold belt, the big gold belt, back to the 10 pounds of gold, and Douglas threw it on the ground. Yes, the title was vacant, but there was another tournament, a tournament that Chris Candido won, and then a tournament that, or uh, shortly after that, losing that belt to Dan Severin, who wrestled in Japan with that title, in some of the deathmatch promotions, wrestled that uh, would bring that title to his UFC fights, would eventually find his way in the WWE, but also had defended that title for Dennis Corluzzo while working in the WWE. That title, again, Dan Severin is a perfect example of that. When he was working for the WWE, he was still making dates as NWA World's Champion, you know, wrestling in, in, in New Jersey, wrestling in uh, the Southwest, and, and even wrestling uh, in Japan. So, that title, you're right. The NWA has always been, been backed up by a promotion. It's not. It's never been on its own. 
the way it kind of seems it is today. But again, if you go through the years, WCW, New Japan, uh, uh, ECW, Corluzo's promotions, um, then then it, it, it got uh, picked up by Zero One, Hashimoto, and then from Zero One went to uh, Impact, TNA, and then from TNA, that's when you got the first real split in the NWA, where the where a promotion was actually big enough to kind of carry the load, and that's when you got Marquez, and he was running arenas with that title, and then you know Bruce Tharp took over. And although at that point the title kind of diminished where it was at, where it was featured, and then he got the belt back in freaking New Japan again. So to your point, yeah, absolutely. The NWA as a wrestling promotion, as a promotion, is yes, this is it. This is their this is their genesis. It started with 10 pounds of gold, and now we've got NWA power and pay-per-views. But the NWA as a sanctioning body, no, never went away. You, you, you just can't you can't argue it because if it went away then that means the title would have been dormant and there would have been no champion defending it but even as bad as it was with Mike Rapata you know wrestling in, in you know Tennessee with that title against Sabu or Steve Carino in, in wrestling in ECCW in Canada the belt was alive the belt was being defended the belt was moving and I mean the NWA is the cockroach of professional wrestling. It just won't die. You can't kill it. It has that a lot in common with Impact. It just won't die. So, to your point, yeah, you're 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 right, man. As a as a wrestling promotion, this is this is the first time they've had this as a sanctioning body, which I still would argue they are. Um, no, they they they, they since 1948. National Wrestling Alliance has been the largest sanctioning body in professional wrestling, and it continues to be so today. Well, I don't fully agree with that, in that as far as quote-unquote sanctioning body, maybe it's just the terminology, but they, I'll say they have working relationships to have that title defended, but when you say, like, governing body, that makes me go back to like how that basically any promotion with the amount of money that it had could buy the license and call themselves the NWA. No disrespect to like, you know, John Ian, but let's be honest, was NWA Mach 1 really gonna make a big impact in the wrestling business? No, it was an NWA sanction for the, his local territory. Right. Just like other places were like, you know, just a local indie right. that had that NWA license and you know, you mentioned like, okay, it went from here to here to here to here to here but at the same time, it's like okay, outside of the diehards like yourself, who and the diehards of that you know, local promotion or a promotion like CZW which again, no offense, that they've fallen heavily from their highest, you know, their high days back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, outside of like that small audience, that small group of people, who the hell's going to notice and who the hell's going to know about it? Not, you, you know, it's like, okay, you know, nobody, it's easier these days with, um, 
with, um, you know, the internet and, move, you know, Twitter, things can get out like the instant, instant second. Right. So it's easier that way, but past, but again, diehards sure. go, go for Twitter. Sure. Diehards follow on Facebook. To the casual audience, which is where I come from, I didn't know any of these things existed yeah. or any of these, these things happened because they weren't at a stage where, you know, it was relevant enough for me to know. Unlike how Nick Aldis defending the t- championship at All In was made to be relevant, made to be a big deal. The NWA's association with Ring of Honor at a time where Ring of Honor, you know, they've had a they've had a rough year, but before 2019 when they were at their hottest streak, you know, that you know, made it relevant or made it important. And everywhere else that you mentioned, it wasn't at their, I'll say at their hottest times or at a time where attention was made to be put on and focused on. So like you mentioned, um, like you mentioned the Chris Candido winning the tournament or, you know, the Sabu title reigns and stuff. These guys have gone down, you know, as wrestling legends for, you know, one case or another. But when you look at, like, you tell somebody, tell me about the career of Sabu. What's that NWA championship title reign is not going to be listed at the top of the list. No, you're right. His other accomplishments are going to be listed as that. Sure. With Chris Candido, you know, I'll say for, you know, heavily underrated talent, um, for one reason or another, we won't get into it. Sure. You know, Chris Candido, I consider him, you know, I consider him a legend. Okay. In the wrestling business for... He went as, you know, he went further than he should have, you know, with the gimmicks that were placed on him, the associations, good or bad, that he had that, you know, unfortunately kept overshadowing his career, you know, his drug problems and everything, but he still overcame that and had the best career possible, had some great memorable matches. And still talked about in a positive light to this day by people that really, you know, know him or wrestling fans that have watched him. Yeah. I mean, come on. The guy got Barry Horowitz over, for Christ's sake. Yes, he did. But, NWA World Champion? It's one of those things where you got to, like, look up on Wikipedia to know about it. So, okay, and I, I hear the point that you're making. You're coming from this this angle as a casual wrestling fan. Now, I'm going to argue the ca- the only casual wrestling fan is the WWE wrestling fan because that is the most readily available programming. They, they're on YouTube. They're on Facebook. I don't even watch the program, and I know the majority of the storylines. And they dominate TV ratings. Raw, SmackDown, you know, are, are going to be all elite wrestling. It, it just is. Uh, you know, Tell me what channel Ring of Honor comes on. 
depends on where you're at. Tell me what they're on. They're on syndication. Sure, through Sinclair Broadcasting, their parent company. But tell me what channel they come on. You, you almost can't. And, and honestly, the easiest way to watch it is what Fight TV, right? Yeah. Okay. Until recently, tell me what channel Impact came on. The easiest way to watch Impact Wrestling until recently was just throwing on Twitch, social media, getting on the gamer channel to watch Impact Wrestling. But we're both going to give that a pass and say that's, well, that's still available for casual wrestling. Okay? But if that technology wasn't there 10 years ago, would we be talking about it? Ring of Honor lost their HD net deal about 15 years ago. Their market was tape trading. You can't tell me casual fans know about that. And when we talk about Samoa Joe and his success, do we talk about his Ring of Honor world title? Absolutely. Why? Because it's still here. It's still there. He helped make Ring of Honor what Ring of Honor is. And regardless of what he did in Impact, most people even think of him more as a Ring of Honor world champion than an Impact world champion. And again, the point I made earlier, this weekend was the second biggest wrestling promotion in the world not not in the United States in the world which means it rivals you know it's bigger than all elite wrestling it's bigger than AAA it's bigger than CMLL the only promotion that's bigger is the WWE and they don't have TV in the United States you have to have their network to watch it so as a casual fan I didn't see it I didn't watch the pay-per-view so but to my point, you knew about it. Sure. Sure. But we also live in a different time and age, too. Like you said it yourself, the internet is more of a thing today than it was 10 years ago. And that, you want to know how I, I knew about Dan Severin's world title or Hashimoto's world title? It, you're right. It wasn't available, made available to me on video. There wasn't a YouTube. I had to go look for it. I was watching uh, the websites. I was reading message boards. So, you know, I, I, again... I knew about it, but I'm also the diehard. But the same thing with Ring of Honor. How did most of the fans initially get into Ring of Honor? Tape trading. Tape trading. That doesn't exist anymore because we have a YouTube. But tape trading is what powered the indie wrestlings in the in the early 2000s. You know, there would be a Ring of Honor if there wasn't an all-pro wrestling out here in, in Northern California. Uh, you know, um, the fact that... Really, it was all pro wrestling and, and ECWA, East Coast Wrestling Alliance, that would kind of pave the road for Ring of Honor. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Christopher Daniels, Mike Modest, Donovan Morgan, uh, up at APW. We don't talk about Low Key and and uh, Homicide and all those guys uh, that kind of built ECWA. But again, those those were byproducts of not casual wrestling, but hard to find stuff doesn't mean it didn't exist and you know to to a point you know we, we talk about the nwa well there was local nwa television there there you know before david marquez there were other promoters promoting pro wrestling um i i still can't buy the fact that because the casual fan didn't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist because I just gave you a couple different options that casual wrestling fans don't know what Ring of Honor is. Okay. Well, my whole thing was I'm not trying to discredit sure. or say, because I, I made that point at the end, Sure. was that, okay, you can see it from both views. 
it's not one and it's not the other. But you can see from both views that when people say the NWA is back, you can understand where they're coming from. But also when people say in response, oh, well, it never went away. It's like, okay, I can see technically where you're coming from, but this is also, I'm one of those people that says the NWA is back. And this is why I say that. People can say, technically, they can say the same thing about Impact if they want to. Sure. Because did Impact ever really go away? No. But they got down so bad, you know, from losing from Spike TV to Destination America. I See, it took me a second to try to remember the channel. Sure. I only remember it because of that logo. Sure. To Pop TV, to even um, this last channel that they were on that, you know, was was pretty pathetic, especially yeah. since it was owned by Sinclair, and that's the best channel that they could have got. Was that, like, was that Pursuit? Wasn't that the channel? Some, yeah, I think it was Pursuit. But, you know, it was just like, you know, to now... They bump back up to access, you know, so people, if, you know, and Impact's playing off that same hard to kill. Yeah. You know, it technically, you could say, you know, okay, fine. And that's the reaction it's been. Impact's back. Yeah. Okay. Impact never really went away, but you can understand why they're saying that because you dropped out of sight. Sure. You dropped out of. You know, and when I say casual fan, I'm not meaning just WWE, you know, TV audience. Sure. I mean, just the regular, you know, like like me and you, we've discussed this before. Right. Where, hey, we have priorities in life. Sure. That we're not other people who can just sit at home and watch wrestling all day. Right. And keep up with everything everywhere. Right. You know, and watch every single wrestling show. Just the ones that, when I say casual, I mean the people that it's available to them with the time that, you know, like like average Joes, working nine to five on top of, you know, other priorities and commitments daily, mm-hmm. you know, their lifestyle. And if they want to watch wrestling, okay, they have access to it on television or in these days, especially like, you know, Fight TV is a streaming channel, regular channel, et cetera, et cetera. Like that. That's what I mean as far as casual in reference to today. Like we've talked about it before where I don't have the time to watch um, NXT UK. You know, I don't have time to watch the... Be and you know some very interesting points made by my friend Big Daryl. So, what do you think? Is the NWA back, or did the NWA never leave? Do you think of the NWA as a sanctioning body for wrestling, or do you think of it as a singular wrestling promotion? Get a hold of us on any social media at the Alliance blog and let us know. Let us know what you think. So for Daryl, 
I'm Jay Cal, and you've been riding wild on the road wild. Anyways, we'll see you guys at the matches.